Welcome to the Love Marriage Again podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Siobhan Parat. In this podcast, you will receive the wisdom, the insight, and the tools you need to have a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Your marriage is meant to be amazing. Your marriage should be your favorite place to be. Your marriage should bring out the best in you. I'm here to help you create that. In each episode, I'll coach you to improve your communication, build a deeper connection, become a more united team, and experience more intimacy. Here, we have real conversations about what can make marriage hard, and more importantly, how to make it easy. I'm so glad you're here. Now let's get to the work of loving your marriage again. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so happy to be with you here today. We are going to be talking about what's normal. I have so much to say before I say (laughs) what I have prepared to say. I have lots of caveats to this conversation. But as I thought about it and prepared to share my weight loss process update with you, It's also a question that I've been asking, like, what's normal? So to just give you the data, I am three pounds down now. Um, For those of you who just may be hopping on into the podcast, my goal is 45 pounds for the year. I'm giving myself a year to do that. And my goal is about a pound a week. So I am right on track and feeling good feeling good so far. Today was a little bit tricky. I'm like two weeks in. And so some of those cravings were creeping up and I managed them though. So thank you for hearing that update. (laughs) But I have to say like part of what has, has helped me is knowing what's normal. I used to be a person who, when I would get on the scale and if I was you know, actively trying to lose weight, I would get so frustrated, so discouraged when that scale went up. And I know that it's data. I have a really good friend who always just presents it that way. But the perspective that really landed with me was it's not linear. Losing weight is not linear. Your weight is going to go up and it's going to go down. And that has really helped me that when it goes up, I'm like, well, it's going to go back down. And that is so far two weeks in. We'll see when we're like 12 weeks, 24 weeks. (laughs) We'll see where I am then. But for now, all is well on that front. Okay. Now bringing this in home as it relates to your marriage, I get this question a lot. Is this normal? Is it normal for this? And then people go on to detail a specific scenario or an incident. And it's something that I can really coach on in the moment, right? Because I'm able to ask all the right questions. I'm able to like really dive in and get the little pieces of context that I really need. And so as I thought about having this conversation with you here, 
I have several caveats. <laughs> One that I'll share now and then the others come a little bit later is I want this to be an ongoing conversation, right? So even recording this topic, it really is an act of service because I get asked this question so often. And as people are describing their experiences, whether it's in their current relationship or even a past relationship, for some of them, I'm the first person to say that's not normal. And it's really like a wake up call for some of the things that can happen when you don't know that it's not normal. So I want this to be an ongoing conversation and I've committed to myself that I'm not going to get stuck in perfectionism and like be paralyzed by my like deep thinking about this and all the intricacies and the nuances that I could never really fully explain in a 20 to 30 minute podcast episode. So I just want to let you know, like, this is what I have right now. (laughs) This is what I have right now, based on what I'm seeing, based on what I'm observing, based on what I'm noticing. And in some ways, this is similar to like getting a little peek into this question and having my perspective to inform yours But we're doing that also without all the context, right? Like with my clients, as I said before, I can really sort of ask the questions I need to ask to give them a good judgment call on some things. And obviously this is just a one-way conversation on the podcast. So we're going to do our best, okay? So that's the first caveat. Now, let's dive into why we're even asking this question, right? And I think there are three main reasons that people tend to ask this question, myself included. One is we really want to normalize our experiences. And in some ways, I think when it comes to marriage specifically, we want to hang on to hope. So we're asking this question sometimes hoping the answer is yes. Like, yes, that's normal, right? Because we are really afraid of being confronted with the idea that things may be going too far to the left, right? And outside of the normal range. The next reason that I find that people ask this question is just struggling with self-doubt, where our brains are really good at rationalizing anything to make us feel better. I have heard clients, you know, really justify certain things that have happened. And it's because their brain is like excellent at keeping them safe. And I put safe in quote, because a lot of times, especially in relationships, familiarity is confused with safety, right? So like familiar feels comfortable because you know what it is, but it doesn't always mean safe. So self-doubt, self-doubt is one of the reasons you may be asking this question because you just have no clear sort of like inner knowing for yourself because your brain is like, coming up with lots of reasons to justify things that may be going on. 
And then the third reason is an extension of that, where I think sometimes, especially in relationships and especially in marriage, where you've been together years and years and years and years, is that there is sometimes this shift in tolerance, right? That like the threshold of what was okay for you 10 years ago versus what's okay with you now has shifted. And when you experience a certain environment, you know, year after year after year after year, it's almost like the muscle memory of anything different is gone because this is now the thermostat, the set point that you expect and that you operate under. And so in those instances, it can be really hard to identify like, is this okay? Is this normal? Right? So I want to give you some really practical questions to ask yourself. And I remember even in my experience of being coached, a lot of times my coaches or therapists even, because they know what I do, they would just ask me, they'd be like, well, what would you tell a client? Right? So that always helps me gain clarity. So these questions that I'm going to ask you are a little bit similar. So one is if a friend came to me with this exact situation, what would I say to them? Right? What would you say if what you're grappling with and what you're coming to this conversation with around, is this normal? If a friend came to you, what would you say to them? Or what else would you want to know? Right? You may actually have some follow-up questions. So that's the first thing to ask. The second thing is, how do I feel when I'm with this person? Our bodies and our emotions sometimes can be really good signal raisers. Now, I say that again with a caveat because if you are perpetually in a state of having thought errors, right, beliefs that are just not wrong or validated or true, right, because of a slant in perspective, then your emotions can also be based on wrong thoughts, right? Or wrong beliefs or wrong facts, right? So this is why, listen, y'all, I'm doing the best I can for you here on the podcast. This is why sometimes just a two-way conversation is really the best thing in the world. But along the same lines, how do I feel when I'm with this person? Do I feel safe? Do I feel accepted? Or am I constantly feeling inadequate, devalued, disrespected, even neglected, right? That's a good question to ask yourself. And then a third question is, if this didn't ever change, what would I do? Right? Notice how open that question is, because I was very intentional to not say like, if this didn't ever change, would you leave or would you stay? What would you do? I want it to be like the most broad open-ended question it could possibly be. And then I want you to qualify that, right? So if this didn't ever change, what would I do? And then ask, well, what if it took one year? Or what if it took five years? Or what if it took 10 years? Does your answer change based on the time frame? All right. Now, to some additional caveats. First thing that I want to say is this is not about judging 
shaming, blaming, making anyone feel bad. It literally is designed to just be a piece of information. And I know so many of you trust my perspective and my guidance, and I just want to be that voice for you, right? So this is not designed for you to then go use as a weapon against yourself or your spouse, all right? And with that, relational behavior, so the things that are happening in your marriage in relationship with each other come out of relational experiences. We learn how to relate based on how we were related with as children, right? Or what we saw other people experience in their relationships that were right in front of us. So when it comes to things that are happening, either that you're doing or that your partner is doing, you're taught this somewhere in life, whether it was direct teaching or you caught it by being in an environment where this was the way of being. And many of the difficult behaviors and dynamics that I witness in relationships come because people had really difficult childhoods, right? Whether they are aware that they had a difficult childhood or unaware that they had a difficult childhood, right? And there may be some underlying things going on. So it was important for me to say that as a caveat, that it's not that your partner is intentionally trying to make you miserable or trying to, you know, make this marriage hard or that you, if you're the person engaging in some of these behaviors, it's not that you're intentionally seeking this out to like make your partner's life miserable. It's literally wired in you if these are some of the things that you experienced in your own home, right? The good news is though, what is going to be maybe listed in this conversation as not normal can absolutely shift into what is normal. And even there, there's like the sub caveat of, I want us to think about normal as like a normal range, right? I could have also said like healthy, unhealthy, um, helpful, unhelpful, right? But I know that how people ask me this question is, is this normal? So I really wanted to title it something that you could instantly see Yes, this is exactly the question I have in my head. But I want us to think about not normal. I want that to be a little bit more clear, but I do want the normal to feel like a range, like a range of normal. I don't want it to be a black and white conversation because I don't think that that is helpful very much at all. Okay. And then I just want to reiterate again that this list that I'm going to share with you, and I just picked the top five that I see the most. Um, this is not a list for you to go and attack your spouse with, right? It's really intended to support you in identifying if things are at the level of needing some intervention or redirection or very intentional support, right? I don't want this to now be something that you like send them and say, you have to listen to this because you're doing all of these things. First of all, that's not going to work. That's not helpful at all in terms of 
working together to address the things that you want to be worked on, right? So I want to create a win-win for everyone. This is just for you to take in and assess for yourself if you might be doing some of these things and assess for your partner if they might be doing some of these things. And the last thing that I want to say is I'm not going to be speaking to abuse of any kind or repeated infidelity. And the reason being like, that is not at all my area of specialty. It's not my area of focus. And if those represent your situations, I lovingly and highly recommend that for abuse, you call the National Abuse Hotline and for anything else therapy and a psychotherapist, a trained psychotherapist may be the best next step for you, either in addition to coaching or do that first and then come to coaching, right? Like there's lots of trajectories there, but I'm going to stay in my lane as a coach (laughs) with the modality that I utilize and how I help my clients. Okay. So I have five sort of not normal to very normal range of behaviors and things that I see people ask me about, et cetera, et cetera. So number one is communication, I guess is like the broad umbrella of this. Um, and it is in the not normal column would be yelling, screaming, cursing, saying really derogatory, belligerent things to each other versus raising voices, speaking in a really stern and maybe assertive or even a little bit aggressive tone, being short with each other and interrupting each other, right? When you're angry Those are the things that I would say fall within the normal range. Now, we don't want to live in any of this permanently and all the time, but I can't imagine there being any individual in a couple, right, that still has a healthy relationship that doesn't raise their voice from time to time, speak in a stern tone, be short with each other or interrupt each other when they're really in a heated discussion. Okay. But if you're having a lot of yelling, screaming, cursing, like on a weekly basis or a regular basis, I want you to know that's not what I would consider in the normal range of emotional outbursts because you're a human being. Okay. (sighs) Gosh, how are we doing? (laughs) Some of you are going to be like knocked out just with that one, (laughs) right? Okay. Number two is in the not normal category, constant blame without ever taking responsibility versus what is in the normal range, reflection and ability to take responsibility even if you have to be probed and prompted, right? So some people do have a block. They have a self-awareness block. 
their tendency is to blame or to project and not be aware of themselves. But I would say like in the normal range is if you're asked the right questions, presented with the right perspective, what is more in the normal range is that person being able to identify, yes, this is where I can take responsibility. This is where I know I can own what happened here versus what I really want to let you know is not normal is for you or someone in your partner, not someone, your partner to constantly blame you. Like everything is your fault all of the time. That's not in the normal range. Okay. Now, like I said, we all have blocks. We all have those moments. We're just unaware and not able to see things. But with some probing and with some further conversation, you can get that person to see like, oh yeah, this is where I can take responsibility. Okay. Number three, in the not normal category, controlling and shaming and manipulating you into doing what they want, or if you're the person doing this, right? Controlling, shaming, or manipulating your partner to do what you want. That would be in the sort of not normal range. Not normal, not range, (laughs) not normal. And then versus, right? What is in the normal range expressing your needs and wants, even trying to get your partner to understand in various ways, right? Like I've had so many people tell me like, well, I've tried to talk to my partner about this like five different ways. I tried it this way. I tried it that way. I argued this point. I argued that point. That is still normal, right? To really be persistent in trying to get your partner to understand, right? As you present information, share your perspective, et cetera, et cetera. That is normal. Now, I have coaching strategies that can be more effective than that, but it is normal. What's not okay and what's not normal is when you are directly trying to control them when you're directly shaming them and trying to make them feel bad as a way to manipulate them into doing what you want or they're doing that to you, okay? So I just want to help you see where we are, all right? Number four, withholding, in parentheses, I have here punishing, right? Like, I'm not going to do this for you. I'm not going to talk to you. I'm not going to whatever as a way of punishing you. So you know that I'm unhappy with you and what you did is not okay, right? Um, Shutting down completely and stonewalling like a stone, right? That is in the not normal range. Like you could talk to them, you could say, hey, and you get zero, like you're not even there. Versus withdrawing, right? Like notice the different words, withholding versus withdrawing. Now withdrawing, again, is something that I coach my clients on, but it is a normal reaction. Like you go into yourself, you go inward, right? You're reflective, 
you are getting quiet inside yourself because you have thoughts, <laughs> right? You are upset. You have emotions, right? You may even in your quiet and sort of like stepping back from your partner, you may enter into some rumination, right? Of like harping on what went wrong, what's upsetting to you. That's still within the normal range when all of that happens and you can still come back out, right? I think of withdrawing as like you just go into like a little turtle shell and you like do your little turtle things of like, you know, have a little tantrum inside your head or you cry or you feel sad or whatever the emotion is, right? And then you like just peek out, like, is it safe for me to come back out for us to talk about this? That would be within the normal range versus becoming a brick wall where like nothing your partner says gets to you or you ignore a situation completely and make them feel crazy for bringing it up, right? Or vice versa if this is happening to you, okay? And then number five is not normal. Zero physical affection, zero intimacy. Like, I mean zero. Like, you don't even bump shoulders as you're passing each other in the kitchen, right? There's no hugging ever, no hand holding, maybe not even any eye contact, right? There's no physical intimacy whatsoever, like zero. Versus periods and seasons of physical connection, right? That affection, the touching, the physical intimacy, and then periods of physical disconnection where you don't really want to hug, where you don't really want to cuddle, where you don't really want to be intimate. That is normal. It, it can be a wave depending on a lot of factors, right? Physiological factors, emotional factors, relational factors, right? But if you've gone an extremely long period of time with like zero physical contact, that would be in the not normal category. All right. Can I just share like vulnerably with you all? Like I don't, I don't like the word normal and not normal because so many reasons. So just like if the word normal, not normal doesn't work for you, just change it. <laughs> Can we just change it, right? Like normal is so relative in some areas. And again, I just, I want you to see my heart. I want you to know that like, this is really because I've had so many conversations with people and I'm just like, that's not okay. Like, has anyone ever told you that's not okay? Right? And so I trust that you will utilize this information in ways that serve you and not in ways that make all of your re relationship, all of your marriage just feel like total garbage. Okay? Now, I do want to leave you with 
some steps to getting to the normal range, right? So if you heard any of this and it's like, oh my goodness, we're not normal, something's wrong, right? I want to leave you with hope because, first of all, God can make all things new. That's just one thing. And what's not normal today can be shifted into the normal range. And here are the things that are most important. Number one is the awareness. You've just got to have the awareness. And so maybe for some of you listening to this, this is the first time that you are actually hearing and believe now that like some of the things that are happening are not normal, right? And if that's the case, then this podcast was for you and all of my own discomfort was totally worth it, okay? Um, Number two is a motivation and desire to change, right? Because there are plenty of people I've talked to who are like, yeah, I know I do that. And also like, I'm not really ready to change it. So to move into the normal range on some of these topics, you've got to have the awareness, number one, and then you've got to have, number two, this motivation or desire to change. And then number three is sort of like, this is for the person who is waiting for the change to materialize. You do want to be patient in the process and... At the same time, make sure you have the appropriate boundaries to protect yourself, right? I am all about protecting your peace, protecting your well-being while you, your partner, works out some of this growth, okay? Number four is all of this, changing anything in your relationship requires a reset of your mindset, right? Because any behavior is a function of a certain thinking pattern, a certain belief system. And so in order to really create that long-term sustained change, we've got to change the root that's contributing to it. And it's your perspective, your beliefs, your thoughts. The next one is emotional management, right? Everything in relationships is emotions. It's emotions. We're all just being emotional. And so you want to manage and harness your emotions in a way that is healthy and honoring of you and your partner. So emotional management. And then the last one is you really need a process to change your habits for good. So many times we're just trying to wing it. I've heard so many people, you know, just say like, okay, I'm just going to try it on my own. Okay. Like that's fine. Try it on your own. But what is the process you're going to use to try it on your own? Right. For me, whenever I'm working on any type of goal, I have to connect with it daily. I have to write it down. I have to think about it. I have to decide ahead of time what I'm going to do to move myself forward on that front. Okay. So you need a process to change your habits for good. Whatever you heard on this list or whatever you maybe have been able to identify in your own life, in your own marriage that you know you want to change, 
what is going to be your process? What are going to be the steps you're going to actually take to make that happen? Okay. All right. (sighs) Here we are. 2024. We're just, we're just going for it, right? Thank you for being here on this episode. I know that it was valuable. It's one of those things, right? Where it's like, eh, are the people getting what they need? And I know the answer is yes. You all are going to let me know what you're taking away from this episode. Please share it. Either email me message me on social media, find some way after you listen to this, let me know how it went for you. I really strive to just create the most valuable content for you possible. And I truly believe that even as uncomfortable as like the semantics of normal and not normal are, that you get the deeper message, right? And as I shared at the beginning, my intention here is to really help you see, right? Help you see from a different lens what might be happening in your relationship, in your marriage, and to support you in moving things in a positive, healthy direction. There are two ways that I want to invite you to be a part of to make that happen for yourself. The first is a free five-day challenge that I have called the Fresh Start Challenge. I run this challenge at the beginning of each year, and it is a five-day video series challenge that really helps you do all those things that we talked about in getting to the normal range, right? Building that self-awareness, increasing that motivation, resetting your mindset, helping you manage your emotions, as well as giving you a very concrete step-by-step process for change. You can find all about the Fresh Start Challenge. It's completely free to join on my website, drshavon.com. There is a tab there that says Fresh Start. You will enter your information in and then get all of those videos delivered directly to your inbox. And then if this episode really struck a chord with you, or if you know there are things I absolutely have to shift and change in my marriage, there are things that we absolutely have to shift and change in our marriage. I want to invite you to consider working with me in one of my coaching programs. I have programs for both individual women who want to work on themselves, as well as coaching programs for couples, my marriage upgrade program, and private coaching for couples. You can also find out all about the options to work with me directly on my website, drshavon.com. There is a tab there that says work with me. I would love the opportunity to support you in having not only a quote unquote normal, healthy relationship, but a thriving relationship. And I truly believe that that is possible for anyone who is willing to do the work to get there, whether that's as an individual or as a couple. And it may look different than what you're already thinking right now. All right, folks, that 
is our episode for today. I will be back with you next week. Have a wonderful week. Until next time. Bye for now. Thanks so much for tuning in. And now a question for you. What did you get out of this episode? The most important part of this work is applying what you hear. I hope you'll do that. And if you loved this podcast, you will love working with me directly even more. I invite you to my website, drshavon.com, to learn about my coaching programs and any live masterclasses I may be hosting. And of course, we will meet right back here for the next episode of the podcast. Until then, keep loving your marriage again.